0: Okay, so today we're going to continue with um, the introduction to Pesach, which we started yesterday. We talked about the two different names, Chag HaMatzot and Chag Pesach, which are both referring to the essence of the Chag, the Emuna, the faith in HaKadosh Baruch, Baruch Hu, revealing himself to Klal Yisrael in a way which he's never, which, which really he's never done since and never did before. Um, to, to the Klal, to all the people of Cloud Israel, and also us becoming a nation, us becoming an Am. So the question is, why did we have to go through such a terrible um, slavery, enslavement, in order to become a nation, right? Why? Why was part of the and we know that that was part of the process, right? We had to go down to Mitzrayim. We had to be slaves in Mitzrayim. Avadim the parabi beMitzrayim. We say, or we sing, Avadim right, right Parabi beMitzrayim. And vayotzienu Hashem misham biyad chazakav right? And Hakadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim with a strong hand, right? With a raised arm, right? But why? Why was that necessary? Okay. Meaning, it seems that it is necessary, and the question is, why? So, the simple, and, and I guess the simple explanation, the basic explanation to this is, is that the purpose of Klal Yisrael in this world, the purpose of us, the Jewish people in this world, is what, what we call tikkun olam. What do the words tikkun olam mean? The Letaken olam b'malchus shakai. Right, we say it in Aleinu. What's the letaken olam? What does letakein mean? To fix. Good, to fix, right? The purpose of Kal Yisrael is to fix the world, okay? It's a big responsibility. But again, this is what, this is what I mean, we're told, right? It says, it says this in, in the Torah, and the Nevi'im, right? L'taken olam. So, in what, way, in what way are we supposed to fix the world? In what way are we supposed to fix the world? Obviously, it doesn't mean doesn't mean we all have to be, uh, you know, handyman, right? To fix, but what it does means what it does mean it means in an ethical way, okay? Meaning we have a responsibility to raise the bar, the ethical bar in the world, and to show the world what it means to be ethical. Okay, we as the Jewish people. Um, now, in order to do this, and this is an unbelievable concept, and it's a concept that is very deep, but I think we can understand the, the, the basic level. In order to, uh, to, to teach the world what it means to be ethical, we have to first go through, okay? We have to, we have to first go through the pain and the enslavement and be on that end of what a person could cause to someone else. Meaning we can't go and and boast and show, to the, show the world how to be a good person if we never suffered from other people, right? Because, so uh, follow this, right? Meaning a lot of times people behave in a certain way because they're suffering, right? When people are going through terrible tragedies, when people are being right when, pe- when people are targeted, then they do certain things, they behave in certain ways, in certain ways, animalistic ways, right Think about it. if a country is attacked, and we're not talking about Israel now, but if a country would be attacked, what would they do? Attack back. They would attack back Is that a, is that a proper is that, is that the right thing to just? bomb back towards the country, yeah, even, if the you're, even, if you're hitting, even if he you're hitting civ- civilians, right? So, so, exactly. So you would say, okay, what are you supposed to do? But we as a Jewish people, we could claim, well, you know what? No. Even though you were attacked, you still need to be careful the way you attack back. And how, do we, how can we say this? Because we were there. We were slaves. We were slaves in Mitzrayim. Right? It's not like we don't know what this is. It's not like we as a people, we were enslaved. And therefore, because we as a people went through this, we now have the right, almost the legitimacy, okay, to now go and make claims and say, this is how you need to behave. We find this also in a few places in the Torah itself. The Torah right, refers to our experience in Mitzrayim, as, as, a, as a reference plan. It says, like, for example, that you're not allowed to, um, it says, right? You're not allowed to put pressure on a ger, on a convert. Someone who converts to Judaism, you need to be very careful the way you, you speak around, you need to be extra sensitive. Why? Says the Torah, Because you yourselves, we're converts. What is convert? What is ger? The word ger doesn't mean convert necessarily. Right. It doesn't necessarily word convert to Judaism, but it also means stranger. You were immigrants in Mitzrayim. We, the Jewish people, we were immigrants in Mitzrayim. So now that you have a quote-unquote immigrant into your people, you need to remember what it felt like. And therefore you need to be extra sensitive. Similarly, it says... Right. It says specifically that you have to, you can't treat him any different. You have to love him like you would love any one of your of your own, right? Again, yeah. It says just like you would treat anyone else. Why? But it, but yeah, specifically you have to be extra sensitive. 'Cause you were you were immigrants, you were strangers in Israel. Right? So now now that you have that experience, you need to be take that experience with you and not say not use it as an excuse. Right? And by the way, this is this is a, yesod, a very, very deep Yesod in life, Liron, Stephen, Joe, and Itai. Right? In life, so, many times. Bad things happen, Joe. Bad things happen to people. Now, we could take that and say, oh, you know, this terrible thing happened, and therefore I'm going to use that as an excuse. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm not going to follow any rules. I'm just going to go off and, and do my own thing, right, and, and just beat myself up about it, and use it as an excuse for life. Live my life based on that. That's one approach. The other approach is the the approach the Torah tells us. It says, no, you were in a bad situation, right? You were slaves in Mitzrayim. but instead of taking that bad situation and now using it as an excuse, you need to take that situation and say, I know how it feels, and now I'm able to get out of that? Therefore... I'm going to go and help other people. I'm going to be extra sensitive to people who are going through similar situations. Now, again, I'm not trying to say that there's no validity to someone who's actually going through a rough time. Based PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is a real thing. Okay, it it, it is a very much real thing, and people suffer from it. So again, I can, you know we can't we can't just take that lightly. However. However, where the... What we, what we need to do is what, what the Torah tells us to do, right? You have to look back as you were a convert and say, what can I learn from that situation and what can I do for the better? Chazal tells us when HaKadosh Baruch Hu before he, before he started the Makos in Mitzrayim, he says to Moshe, right? He says... Um, I want you to teach the Jewish people now, before the Makos, the mitzvah of Shiluach Avadim. Right? We know there's a mitzvah of after seven years, all the all the slaves go free. Right? Every Shemitah. Right? And we know what happens to a slave who doesn't want to go free. Right? You get you take grab his ear, pierce his ear. Right? So Chazal tells us that even before the Makos in Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu was told he has to give um, this command of shiluach avadim, in order um, in order, so that before they even are freed from Mitzrayim, they'll be able to accept upon themselves that when they're free, and they have slaves, then they'll know already that they'll send them free. Right? Meaning... The, the mitzvah, the command, was actually the first command that needed to come to them. Chazal ta'asis. Because they needed to feel it when they were still slaves. They needed to realize, oh, this is how it feels? Yeah, there's no way I'm ever going to keep my slave after seven years. Right? Now again, obviously we're talking about a different lifetime where slaves was a legitimate thing and people owned slaves and that was part of, you know, the culture and reality. Uh, is slavery, like, use them like, What do you mean by harsh? No, the opposite. We know we know that if you own a slave, you have to give them your your you know your first meal, your better pillow, right, and all that. Chazal tells us you have to treat your slave better than you would treat yourself. What? You have to give him like better pillow, better than your pillow. Yeah. Why? Why? Because you quote unquote own him is your property you need to make sure he's taken care of. So, you know, if you have two, then you give him one. But the point is, is that what Chazal are trying to say is that don't think, oh, because he's your slave, you could just treat him whichever way you want. Right? You need, to, you need to be very extra considerate because he's your slave. So, um, right? It, really, something amazing happens during Yetzirah Mitzrayim, when we finally leave Egypt. All the, we're told that all the nations in the world are successful in coming out of their, of their enslavement, whichever is slavery that they were in, right? And they were able to then become the masters, right? This is like, Yitzya Mitzrayim was a universal thing. It wasn't just for the Jews, right? Yitzchia Mitzrayim, we know just like, just like um, Kriyat Yamsuf, right? Chazal tell us that any water in the world split. Okay, it wasn't just the Yamsuf that split. It means if you were holding a cup of water, it's a medrash, right? If you were holding a cup of water, it split. If there was a, a, a lake in, in Michigan, it split, right? Wherever it was in the world, right? It was a universal thing. So too, the Yitzhiah of Mitzrayim, going out of slavery, was a universal concept at that point in the world, where all the slaves in the world were able to go free. Okay, there was this power in the world, right? Um, now the Jewish people, even after the the Mitzrim, were completely right. They were completely out, right? There were all the Makos and everything. Instead of meaning, one would think based on logic, what would the what would the Jews try to do? They would try to take ownership and now own the Mitzrim instead, right? Meaning, what should they do? They should take. They should say, "Okay, you were, you think you were, we were your slaves? Now you are our slaves." Instead, what do they do? No, no. Worse, they just say, "Oh, you're my slave now." Well, if you if you take over, yeah, right. Instead, what do they do? They say, "No, we just want to go out for. We, we want to go out free. We want our freedom. We don't want to be your masters, right?" Meaning, this is really the first time that the ethical idea of freedom is revealed in the world. That Klal Yisrael says, we don't want to be their masters. We don't want to be slaves, we don't want to be masters, we just want to be free. And this brings us to the third name of Pesach that, we, that we're talking about, of Chag HaCheirut, the celebration, the holiday of freedom. Right? Meaning the concept of, right. we say, Zman Kherutenu. right? It's a time of our freedom. Meaning, it's the yesod, the essence of freedom of man in the world. And therefore, by being free, we're actually taking responsibility on every action that we take as an individual, and every action that we take as a people. Okay? The fact that we're free, if I'm a free human being, which means that I have, the, I have the power and the ability to make whatever decision I want, that makes me responsible for my actions. If I wasn't free, I wouldn't be responsible for my actions. Right? If I'm owned by you, you're responsible for my actions. Right? If we as a people aren't free, if we're owned or under a specific you know, ruler in that kind of way, where we don't have free will... Or, or the choice to do whatever we want, then any, any action that we take as a collective, as a group, as a community, is not our responsibility. It's his responsibility. Right? It goes on him. So freedom actually gives you responsibility. Okay? This, this goes back to a conversation that we had earlier this year when we said, what does it mean to really be free? Right? What does it mean to, to really be free? So we think, oh, if I could just do whatever I want, whenever I want. No, that's not freedom. Freedom means, by definition, that I actually need to take responsibility for everything that I do. Right? Meaning, it's not that I could just do whatever I want. It's, no, now you're responsible for everything. That's when you're free. Right? A person is free, quote-unquote, when he's actually responsible. So that's what... That's what... um, that's really that's why. By the way, this is called um, the Rosh Hashanah Regalim, right? Pesach is the first. It's you know uh, there's Arba Rosh Hashanim, him, and one of the Rosh Hashanahs are are Echa Ben Nissan. Echa Ben Nisan is Rosh Hashanah LaMelachim Regalim Okay, why is it Rosh Hashanah Regel? Why Regal? Right, the three Regalim. Pesach Shavuot Sukkot. Why is this the Rosh Hashanah? Because the essence of it is Chag HaChirut. That's never a chag of freedom, because we want to make sure that our foundation, the fundamentals of Judaism, is based on this idea that we're a free people, right? And we have the ability to do whatever we want. However, we also have the responsibility on every single action we take, both as individuals and as a klal Klal Yisrael. So we we should be zolcha to tap into this freedom and have a beautiful day.